Hello and welcome to UL and Friends, the podcast brought to you by Unfocused Love, an independent record label based in South East London, promoting music and artists that we love. Today we're joined by Johnny FK and we talk all things from his new EP to what he got into during lockdown. I hope you enjoy it. Hi everyone and welcome to UL and Friends and today I'm joined by Unfocused Friend Ant. Hey, How are you doing Ant? I'm alright man, I'm alright. It's, it's one of these, I'm at this situation now where um, things are starting to open up in the world and um, I've just been in a situation where I've booked too many things and <laughs> I'm getting pulled left, right and centre and you know, I, I, I'm kind of sitting there, I'm like oh. It's too many motors, man. There's too many things going on. I need to relax. I need, I need to like step back. And I'm, I was going. I went to the cinema like yesterday, and I said to, I was saying to my girlfriend, I was like, no more, just no more. And she was like, oh, that's fine. We're going to cinema on Thursday, remember? And I'm like, oh, please, nice. <laughs> I just need a break. But other than have that, have you been I'm to cool, any man. gigs? I've been to any gigs. I went to a. Um, I, I wanted to go see Fat Whites at um, in Islington, but couldn't get tickets it's you know pretty hard to get yeah. a hold of but i went to a club night actually a couple nights ago in oval space and nice. um dj's like peach was playing and uh, it was just mad to be in a like a club environment with like Feel a real sound legs. system and stuff <laughs> it was yeah. it was tables in that but i mean um yeah, it, it kind of descended into a bit of madness i definitely had to take a covid test after that i can't lie yeah. <laughs> All is well, all is well, but still. Yeah. No, it's, yeah, it's good to have things starting up again, certainly. Like it's, it's been nice, because I, I haven't managed to get to any yet. Um, but it's been good to see like bands that I like sort of going around and actually kind of touring again. Yeah, man, exactly. Like. <laughs> That's exactly it, man. But how would you describe the guest we've got on today? Yeah, absolutely. I've got a little bit, little bit written here. But uh, yeah, so the introduction today for artists is uh, that they are an artist, an individual that everyone here at Unfocused Love adores and they're constantly looked up to as endlessly creative, forward thinking, hugely talented in both technical and creative fields and inherently inspirational. Uh, he cut his teeth in the South London punk scene, being a stalwart at the legendary New Cross venues, the New Cross Inn, Amersham Arms and the Five Bells. In bands starting out with a buzzsaw blistering group, the Provokers, our guests diversified into more abstract and psychedelic territory, taking inspiration from psychedelic folk, mid-20th century poets such as Frank O'Hara, and innovative production techniques. The band Twin was formed, releasing the record Under the Polar Ocean, which is a personal favourite of mine that I typically return to just for its sheer depth of quality and songwriting. <clears throat> Following Twin... Our guests turned inwards and looked at expressing themselves in ways more personal and sensitive, but at the same time whimsical and free, drawing on inspirations that include of Montreal, David Bowie, Sid Barrett and Lou Reed. Our guests released singles including You're Such a Sexy Dolphin 
and Last Fun of Summer, featuring South East London poet extraordinaire Jake Hawkey, showing a deeper and internal side to this multifaceted artist. A huge influence and presence in Unfocused Love, this artist featured on our debut compilation, UL 2020, with two tracks, namely Take Me to Your Firebed and the old twin classic Fragile Boy, showing his sheer breadth of ability in songwriting, lyricism and production. Recently, we've had the absolute honour to release his latest record and singles on Unfocused Love, which you can get now through all the usual channels. And if you want to support our guests directly, then head over to unfocusedlovelabel.bandcamp.com. As well as being the guitarist of folk trio Shive Lights, he has released his latest record, The Well. The Well chart as our guests dive into the depths of his inner psyche and is the cathartic culmination of several years punctuated by grief, loss, place and the memories that bind these together. He's a singer, songwriter, shit-hot guitarist, poet, production wizard, friend, brother, lover, ladies and gentlemen. It is our great pleasure to introduce to you Johnny FK. How are you, man? Yeah, I'm good, thank you. Cheers. No problem, man. Come on. (laughs) (laughs) What have you been up to, Johnny? How have you adjusted to kind of post-lockdown life? But it's been really weird to be honest. I've I've just been kind of getting used to lockdown life. Like I've yeah. got, kind of got the swing of this. Like you know, I'm like not seeing many people. Like it's all, you know, just hanging out with my my flat and you know, what you know, very few people. Like, um, <clears throat> and like you know, but it's we've had some band practices again with Shy of Lights. I've been having band practices with my own like band. I've got like a really really good band together for this for my solo project now for Johnny FK. Um, We've got a gig on the 23rd of July at Yellow Arch as part of the Tramlands weekend supporting Marla Palinka. And I've got like a really, really sick band together for that now. Um, nice. I've got um, like, lo- like, it was just my favorite like local, <laughs> you know, <laughs> musicians. Yeah, yeah. So I'm really excited about that. Like it's a really, really high, like, you know, like standard of musicianship in the band and everyone's really bringing the songs to like a, like you know new levels which i kind of hadn't imagined <laughs> before you know when just writing them so it's really exciting um so that's been nice as well you know like um just getting on with some of that stuff again yeah certainly did you so i know a lot of people hadn't really enjoyed the lockdowns but it sounds like sounds like you kind of did in a way did you yeah. find that you were able to be more sort of creative in those times or, or there, less so? <laughs> a bit of both, to be honest. Like, I mean, I got really, really anxious at the start of it. Really, really, really anxious. Like, um, not good, you know, like, um, but mm. I did at the same time, I was, I was still in uni. And so I, I kind of like, on one hand, it kind of helped not having anything else to do, you know. <laughs> yeah. like, and I, I wrote that EP, you know, and recorded it. Um, and I think I was just getting to a point where I was kind of like getting the sw- getting into the swing of it. <laughs> you know what I mean? I was like writing a lot more again. I was like, cool. I've been a bit more relaxed. Yeah, I got the time for it as well. I guess. Yeah, like I'm just like, yeah, this is this is cool. I'm, I'm pretty relaxed now. This is great. You know, <laughs> but um, <Yeah. laughs> but you know, like um, yeah. I mean, it's at the same time like it is nice to be able to kind of like you know do more stuff again. Yeah, do some like normal, well, yeah, pre-COVID things again, I guess. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like you were saying, Johnny. Like the exciting thing about that is seeing these tunes that you've written, you know, 
on your own and done with like you know uh, contributors but not in person and now i guess they take on a whole new life yeah 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 they do yeah yeah there's kind of nothing like playing music with people in the same room really is there like no yeah there's no no sort of energy like that i think <laughs> true did you pick up anything anything sort of new throughout like the last year that you hadn't previously spent time doing like um whether it be like music related or or not <laughs> to be honest like I, d I wouldn't say anything really new like nothing that i hadn't ever done before but i've got a lot more into producing like kind of recording music the engineering side of music i guess because i haven't been playing gigs and i did that ep that ep really kind of got me into that a lot more i think like i had to do a lot of research while i was recording that ep because obviously i was just like how the fuck do i make this sound guesswork. like good yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> you know like just it just you did a good job of it in a, in, a, in a room like you know with with no i didn't even have all my stuff with me at the time so it was just like it was just like like you know i had to do a lot of research but i think all the research into recording music and mixing music you know it kind of hooks you like it brings you kind of closer to it you know um and Seeing I was what goes inside the sausage, man, that's it. Yeah, I know. When, well, I was like, before <laughs> lockdown, I was like thinking about like, you know, shadowing like a live sound engineer, you know, trying, I was really mm. looking at like live sound engineering. I'd, li I'd like to do that still, actually. But um, obviously when lockdown happened, I just got, got the studio stuff just took over. And like, I've got yeah, really, yeah. really into that now. And I've, I've, you know, I've done some work with Lilify over like lockdown and stuff, which was great, like, you know, it kind of gave, I wouldn't, I probably, normally I wouldn't have probably have done that, you know, it was like, a, I just had the time to kind of commit to doing studio stuff, you know. You produced yeah. a record, is that correct? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, why don't you tell I us a little bit about that? Oh, so I produced a, and mixed a, an album by Lilifier called Folk You Hard. It's a kind of like acoustic stripped back version of Lilith's tracks. Um, so, I mean, normally I, I've recorded guitars for Lilith stuff for years and like generally the, the vibe is like, you know, fucking really thick layered, dirty, textured, spacey guitars, you know, and like uh, often quite produced, you know, like I've done, I, 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 wrote, I worked on Bloodlines, it's another full kind of track before this album. And again, it was like, you know, I programmed the drums and everything, but we, we wanted to make it sound really big and, you know, spacey and dirty and, you know, and this acoustic record was an opportunity to present the songs in a more stripped back way, which was really fun. And I feel like we still, we still did some, we'd still like, we didn't leave it totally raw. Like it doesn't sound like, it doesn't sound like just playing in a room. We did do other stuff because yeah. we, we just kind of, you know, I think that's kind of part of, you know, part of her sound, you know. And like she kind of encouraged me still to kind of, you know, have some fun with it. But it's 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 still a lot more. It's really stripped back. It's it's basically Lilith, her vocals, and I did some guitar overdubs on some of the tracks, you know. And then just, you know, that was that that's it. So it's a different way, and it's a real treat, I think, to hear the songs, you know, in that like format. Yeah, I guess it sort of appreciates the songwriting side of it rather than the actual textures. In yeah, the yeah, as well. yeah, definitely. And they're brilliant songs. Like they're they're really brilliant songs. Like her lyricism is just like. It's insanely good, you know, and I think it's really nice to be able to just showcase that, you know, just have like a a production of her songs, which are just the song, <laughs> you know. Yeah, man, that always <laughs> makes me think of like um, 
when you can when you compare like the free records of um of Nick Drake and you've got like um yeah. you know it's quite <clears throat> you've got like the strings and bits and pieces on like the first two records and they you know they, they've yeah. got quite a, a big hand I mean they're excellent records I, I'm a massive fan of all of his stuff but the first two records have got like that big um you, you can see the producer's like mark on it and then it gets to like the um gets to the third record and it just shows you what a great musician and songwriter he was when it's basically just like him and the guitar and the bits of like production going on. But yeah, she's an yeah, excellent yeah. songwriter. Great, as you were saying, great ear for a melody, great ear for a, a banging lyric. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So once we came out of lockdown, what was the first thing you did once it was sort of things were opening up again? Well, I mean, I sort of eased into it. Like I kind of... I was just like, yeah, I mean, it's kind of, you know, it's 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 Still just slowly, fresh. you know, I think it kind of just slowly kind of got more relaxed, I guess. But I, I, I think, I think, I think like, um, you know, like, I mean, we've had, some, you know, we've had some good band practices and stuff, you know, like um, that, that's kind of the main thing. I had like, a, had a drink after work, <laughs> first, first drink in a pub, like, for, since because I didn't go to the pub in the first lockdown, like I say, I was pretty fuck, I was pretty stressed about the whole thing. Yeah. And this was the first drink I went in the pub, and oh my god, man, I haven't been that drunk in so long. <laughs> what did you have? Because <laughs> I just forgot all my limits. I forgot like the yeah, things yeah. I do to kind of definitely make sure that I'm just <laughs> relatively okay, just you know. It like, than, and the yeah. next oh, the next day was just oh, it's so grim, man. I forgot I forgot what it was like to be that hungover. Like a really <laughs> <laughs> I had the same thing, man. Like going to a pub and like drinking pints. Like yeah. typically, yeah. you know, I drink wine through my work and stuff like that. But yeah. going to, uh, you know, and drinking pints, it just completely goes out of the window. It's like when I came back from yeah. that club, I completely. I, I don't even remember <laughs> getting home. I remember apparently I had to get out of a club, uh, get out of the cab in Elephant and Castle and be sick, and then walked home. And that was about yeah, it. Yeah. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. But you, you're yeah. right. You know, you forget all these things. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's just exciting, isn't it? It's like, oh, I'm in a, I'm in a pub. I've got a pint. Yeah. <laughs> I'm fucking... <laughs> like, oh, that pint's done. Can... I, mean, I guess I'm going to have, have another one then. Why not? Yeah. Yeah, I'll pay service, £7 for it. <laughs> so you just, you just just get an app out. You're just like, yeah, yeah, one more. Yeah, one more. That's, yeah, yeah, that's, one more. that's the it's dangers like, of this, this life. <laughs> Everything's on an app now, so no. it's, it's far too easy. <laughs> it's really bizarre, like, working in the pub. Like, where it's all, like, on... It's all, you know, it's all on the app and stuff. It's all electronic. I'm like, this bar is so fucking chilled out right now. Like, it's because no one's coming to it. It's like... <laughs> yeah, it's been quite... Because I, I work in a pub and it's been quite um, interesting because it was all garden service until yeah. like last week. And and you just notice how much I appreciated having no one sitting at the bar. Like, not at the bar, but in the yeah. pub watching us work. Like it was so nice before you could just put any music you wanted on, and now everyone's criticizing your music choices. And oh it's like, oh why, man! Why, why, why am I? Why do I bother? Like, <laughs> I had a thing. I went into a pub in Nunhead, and um, it was when we were sitting outside, and I remember just going inside, and it did look like the bar staff were just having a great time. It was a, it was a the best time to work in a pub was between in that little month that we had <laughs> a bit of silence in the bar. Yeah. <laughs> Right, 
shall we shall we move on to the more musical based chat? Although we have done quite a lot of music, yeah. haven't we? Um, but let's let's go all the way back to your first sort of memories of music. Sounds like quite a big hey. big question, but what's your first memory of music? <laughs> well, I mean, um, I think I always grew up around music. Like my parents always played a lot of music, you know. Um, but one of my first kind of memories of music, this is like. I think because it captured my imagination so much, actually, I've got like this memory of this like this classical music CD that must have come with a paper or something. And I used to listen to it when I was a kid, like, and I used to imagine all these like lines and colours and stuff coming out of the speakers, and it really captured my imagination, you know. And I used to swirl around the living room, you know, like imagining <laughs> all these like colours and stuff, and I was really kind of like really into it. And um, at the same time, you know, I was like a big fan of like. Bit Britney, <laughs> bit S Club, like, <laughs> but it was, it was all like, you know, it was all good. And then, like, you know, I had this like Now CD. I remember it was the Now CD with, with some Forty One Fat Lip on it. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and, uh, Great it had, it had a. I remember this other track on it. It was like, um, I don't know what song it was. It must have been some pop song, but it had like this really low. Like it must have been like a pitched down voice or something, you know, and. I remember it used to remind me of like the you know the Gungans in Star Wars. Like it used to make me kind of picture that. <laughs> like yeah. and so like I think yeah like it was like I don't know I'm not gonna do an impression because I have no idea what it was now. <laughs> but it like it really like but I've got all these kind of really really early memories of music like along that and just kind of like I guess like music kind of capturing my imagination and kind of dancing around at a really young age and I mean my you know my dad played a lot of punk music when I was a kid as well like I've got memories of driving around in Ireland listening to The Clash you know mm. you know he was in, you know, into all that kind of buzzcock stiff little fingers The Clash that whole kind of part the damned you know like um kind of early 70s not so good sorry late 70s <laughs> I'm, I, <laughs> I don't know why I said that no yeah but like that kind of 77-ish kind of UK punk stuff that, and as you know, as well as as well as stuff like the Ramones and you know all those kind of bands that surround. But he, I've got memories of my dad playing that stuff when I was a kid, you know, as well as like the Pogues and the Dubliners and stuff. And that that kind of stuff, I kind of, I feel like um. Kind of had a big kind of imprint. That I think the punk stuff, particularly that I listened to at that point, was kind of. What, kind of what made me kind of want to. Playing bands <laughs> and kind of take it seriously, you know, yeah. the, just the fact that anyone could do it. I was like, yeah, you know, I'll, <laughs> I'll do that. <laughs> it, was, yeah. it was, it was. I mean, it was way more inspiring than that. It wasn't like a yeah, I'll do that. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was more like you know, yeah, <laughs> flick the switch in a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Would you say it's just... funny you mentioned um, sort of when like the first thing you mentioned about. Um, hearing music but also seeing like all the colors and everything like it's sort yeah. of like a synesthesia in a way do you do you sort of get that at all anymore or i don't do i don't i wouldn't a... i don't think i'm actually synesthetic because like i don't like now if i listen to music i don't like it's not as like i think it was just when i was a kid for some reason some music but i still i still definitely associate music with different textures and i associate with colors and warmth mm. or whatever but it's it's not um I, I don't think it's the same as synesthesia to be honest um um, a different form, I think, perhaps. but it, I think, I think it perhaps when I, I don't know if it's something that can go, but I, I know when I was younger, it definitely, when I look back, it definitely looks like that to me from here, but I don't experience yeah, it yeah. now in the same way. So I don't know. Like, I think it was probably just like a kind of very active imagination for me. 
yeah it's like the wonders yeah, of childhood in that respect isn't it like, <laughs> yeah like, yeah yeah i tend to only get that stuff when i'm stoned now <laughs> i remember one yeah. time i was um at my mates in um yeah. in stockport uh, a good couple of years ago and being very stoned and i was laying in bed and i put on um remain in light by yeah. um talking heads talking and heads, yeah. like my mind was doing all it was like jackson pollock stuff it was like someone throwing paint yeah. on like the it was, it was fantastic <laughs> and it was like oh man sounds great yeah but then after that <laughs> like, music yeah. is, is normal <laughs> yeah yeah i had a fever once like a few years back i had a fever and i, I just discovered blood orange and i think dev hines <laughs> is actually synesthetic and um but i just discovered blood orange and i'm listening to that album the, the album um is it Freetown Sound with Augustine on it? Um, yeah. And I was just listening to that in bed with a fever. And I, I, I had it then. I was like hallucinating colours coming out. <laughs> you know? yeah, so it's was, amazing so what really illness fun. can do. <laughs> <laughs> but, so where did your artist slash band name come from? I mean, it's, I guess it's kind of obvious so, to us. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, so Johnny FK, is, it's my initials in it. So um, it's actually, I was looking for... I was, I was, so I was doing, I was like, oh, can we do a solo project? I was like, all right, I've heard enough of bands for now. You know, like, <laughs> I'm taking it easy, like, <laughs> taking some time off. I'm doing a solo project. But I, I wasn't sure if I wanted to call myself Johnny Keaton or come up with a name. And I was speaking to Lilith, actually. Um, and Johnny FK was one of the things she suggested. And because um, we just needed a name quickly. We did a compilation a little while back and we needed a name quickly. And um, she suggested that one, and I think the I think the thing that kind of I like about that about Johnny FK is it has that kind of like JFK resonance. I think that's kind of what gives it its power, you know. It's like um, I think I think for me that's kind of what led Drew me to choose that, as opposed to, and it's kind of it's it kind of feels like a character as well, Johnny FK. It feels like a kind of slightly cartoonized version, or like you know, it's like a it, it's not just Johnny Keaton here, ready for straight up sincere <laughs> down in middle. You know, like, and I, I love that. I love doing that stuff too. But I like having like a bit of distance, a bit of a persona, to you know, it in a way. Like, and it, and I like the fact that it looks like a bit like you know, if you look at the F and the K, it looks kind of like the K kind of looks like someone doing like a kick. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, yeah, cool. You're like, still holding on to that punk like roots, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Some, someone like I actually I played a gig like an open mic night years back when I first come up with the name. It's I think it was at New in New Cross Inn actually, and um, the guy who was hosting it said like, so what does Johnny FK stand for? Is it like Johnny fuck off? And I was like, I think I totally disappointed him. I was like, no man, it's just me initials. Like, yeah man, I was actually at that gig. I remember. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, you, I, it was just great. You went, no, 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 it's my, my middle yeah, name, yeah. isn't it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Do you have any like particular memories of like your first sort of musical experience on a live stage? Oh God, my first yeah. musical experience on a live stage was when I was about 10. So like, I played in a band called Swift who, um, yeah, we, 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 we got on, we used to practice at the local youth centre. <laughs> and um, so, because that meant, yeah, we, we, we got two 20, I think when you went there, you got two 20 minute rehearsals a night. You had a stage and a studio and you could practice on both. And uh, they also ran the um 
youth stage at dance and fest the local d festival and um so i uh, yeah we we that's my first kind of memory <laughs> but it was the first time i played on stage <laughs> like what what the, sort of vibe but, were you going for with that what sort of vibe it was kind of like it was kind of like it was part pop punk and part like punk punk <laughs> i think nice. i think i can't remember like i think the first very first year it was more like I think at that point, I think we like played two of our own songs and we played like a couple of covers, you know, like Green Day or something. And then the following year, we did like Anarchy in the UK. Yes. <laughs> you know? Really developed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, so I've got a few memories like that. Um, it's pretty impressive that you like were playing your own stuff at that age as well, man. Yeah, yeah. I just got, I got into it really young. I mean, my best, my, my, my friend at the time, Jack Campbell, like... Um, like I grew up with Jack, like I've known him since we were three, and his dad was a guitarist. So when we were like nine, he started playing guitar, and I I think I just wanted to do it because I love music, and he did it, and I was like, oh cool, I can play this guitar, and just you know just like strum away without playing any chords or anything, just like. Ah. And we used to write songs then, you know, like we're probably younger than that actually. We're probably younger, like we're probably eight, but it was that kind of time. So we just kind of I I just kind of got onto it. I just at that age, I just used to spend all my time like writing songs and recording them on, you know, like a cassette player, you know, like with a built-in microphone or something, or you know what I mean. And like that was that was kind of how I like got into it. And I, I was really obsessed. With it. I used to have like a songbook, and I used to, you know, like have all different songs. And I used to imagine like different bands, and I'd be like, "This is for this band, this mm. is for this band," you know, that kind of thing. And it's like look back, it's really funny, you know, like. But also, like, um, you know, and, and we have other friends at the time, like, we started, you know, started kind of become more of a thing. And then we met someone else who introduced us to this youth centre, which is where we used to rehearse and, you know, met other musicians and played this gig from, you know what I mean? So it was mm -hmm. all kind of like that. Um, that was kind of how it happened. It's interesting what you're saying about... Um different like songs for different bands because in, in some ways i don't think that changes no no you know because no. you're like well this is and in what you were saying earlier about like there's there's almost like a bit of distance between like yourself and the johnny fk almost in like a persona way it's like okay I'm yeah, gonna do yeah. this for this character and then this is for this character and it, and it you know i think <laughs> i you know it, it's great to see that that comes from early yeah 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 would you Definitely. say your like approach to writing has has changed much in that way, like across the years? Like, um, I so think... would you would you say like you you would still sit down and just strum through something and be like, oh yeah, that that sounds pretty good? Or are you much more precise and? Oh no, I'm not like, precise delicate. at all. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I'm precise in the editing stage now. When when I'm writing a song, I just blur everything out. I think that's kind of the point. I think it's just to get it all out and just kind of. And I'll, I'll come up with like absolute gibberish, like mm. and that for me that's kind of the fun of it. And it's also where the really honest stuff comes out, you know. And it's also converting that gibberish to kind of something that makes sense. Um, yeah. You know, like you 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 can only do that. It's going to reflect what's on your kind of subconscious every time you do that. So I, I think like I try not to be precise at all. And until I'm editing, then I'll like kind of like. Yeah. Then it's sort of important, yeah. I guess. But that's one thing that's different is back then I didn't really edit. <laughs> it's just like, cool. <laughs>
so we were talking about your approach to writing and throughout the years and how would you say like going into the world ep did you have yeah. like a particular approach to it or how did you go about writing that and getting into it well i mean the world kind of formed around the song itself the well so um that was a weird one in terms of process because um well it was just, it was a, it was a fun one um because i how did it be? I think I had the first two lines um, down there in the darkness. The division was gone between me and the air that I breathe. I think I had that. I think it was just that. It might be the next line too. And I had some time to think for a change. And um, I was just jamming in Dadgad. Like this tune. In, it's like a tune I use all the time now. But it's like a thing I got into from playing folk more and more. Um, so I was experimenting with tuning new guitars, just like, you know, trying things out. And I started playing, just playing that riff. Um, and was just, just kind of jamming on that. And um, that song was born just out of just kind of improvising over, over just, just playing that riff really and um, improvising words based on the first two lines. So like it was a lot of, a lot of what's there is just what I kind of improvised originally, just cut down. Um, and I, you know, edited a little, little bit. I did bit. I did what well, I edited some of it quite a lot, and other other bits I just left because I just wanted it to be like totally, like the bit where it's like you are my favorite, you are my joy, like the chorus. Mm -hmm. Like I wouldn't really have thought of writing that, <laughs> you know, like <laughs> on a piece of paper or something. But it came out, and I feel like it's really kind of like, I don't know, like. Yeah, like in the moment, I guess. Like, yeah, it's kind of like, I'm trying to think of the word. Like, I don't know if intimate is the right word, but it's kind of like, there's a vulnerability to it, mm. you know? It's like, it's kind of, um, it feels it's very kind pure. of playful. Yeah, it's kind of playful and stuff. And so there's that. But obviously, I mean, I know I wrote about this a lot at the time. Like, it was, uh, so it's kind of largely influenced by um, Haruki Murakami's The Wind Up Bird Chronicle. Um, and I think I, I, was, I, I think I just finished reading it at the point when I'd written it, um, when I wrote The Well, and was still very kind of spellbound by that, you know, as kind of, I did not put that book down, you know. I was just, <laughs> yeah, like, <laughs> I I was just sitting that. there just reading it throughout my summer. I think it was the summer <laughs> at the time when I wrote it. Like, I can't remember, but I was just reading it, like, you know, like, like just, just constantly. <laughs> Um, so that that kind of had me really like you know mesmerized, and that was that was kind of the headspace I kind of come up with that the, the original lines from, and just I think as well when I wrote it as well I was kind of I was listening to a lot of Kurt Vile, um, his album Bottle It In. Um, I was just really really enjoying the playfulness of it, and um, the kind of light-hearted just talkative kind of conversational vocals in it and I kind of was a little bit when I, on some of the times I did the improvisation on the well I was kind of imagining I was that character um and I think that kind of helped me get out of my head a bit it definitely like um it, it contributed to the playfulness and like the kind of just letting go you know it was it, and I think that that's part of the vulnerability of the track so um so that 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 kind of set the tone for the record, I think. Um, the river, the second track, is actually a track. I, I think I started writing it a year before, 
but it, I'd I'd overcomplicated the hell out of it the first time I tried to write it. Like I don't know, you know, I was I was trying to produce it electronically, and I was like, had like weird jazz chord sections, and it was like it was just like I and I didn't really know where they were going. You know, it was just I liked it on t on one level. And it had like this, you know, the out, you know, the the bit where it gets kind of big, where it's like just bites and I mm -hmm. will come around. That's like a really condensed version of what was originally there. It was this right. really long, sprawling thing <laughs> where like blood starts like glooping up through bathtubs and shit. Going and it was like, <laughs> yeah, and it was really, yeah. it was really big idea, but it just, I just didn't really like, I couldn't really finish it because I was like, you know, <laughs> so I just left, expensive. I just left it for like a year, and it, that I just kind of like. Um, you know, I've been bubbling away un underneath. And when I started writing this record, I, I kind of, it started coming into my head, just like the verses. And so I, I had to rewrite most of the lyrics as well. Like, I don't think most of the, like, I think there's probably like a very small amount of the original lyrics that are in there. Mm. Um, but the river run, the, the river that runs below the city was in there. That's from that bit about the fucking weird blood coming out of like <laughs> baths and shit. But like you know, no one knows that. <laughs> no, but like, but it ended. You know, it ended up being like a totally different song. Um, and it kind of took on this. I was in Dad Gad, and I was playing a lot of folk music, and it took on this kind of folkier form, and it was much simpler, and it kind of it it worked. I was like, yeah, this is the song. Like this is like. I think I just had to. I think sometimes you can't. I don't know. Like, I think I had to learn a bit more. And experience a bit more before I could finish t finish that song. Mm. Like it kind of needed some like incubation time. Is that the right word? Right. That yeah, is the right that's word. right. Yeah, yeah. I particularly yeah, yeah. enjoy the woodwind on that uh, track. It's uh, really ethereal and magical. Like, yeah. Would you be able to talk a little bit about that? So that's Jules playing the whistle. Um, I was just playing a, a, the demo of the track like before. I'd, so I just had like a rough rough drums. Um scratch vocal the, the the actually the final vocal is a scratch vocal because I, nice. I just realized that it was just it was oh, it was not over four you know but so yeah, yeah, that that vocal and then had like the scratch acoustic guitar and like i was just playing it to jules to see what see what she thought like you know what do you think of this track and she just started playing the whistle mm. like the f whistle she was like oh yeah she was just playing along and i was like god this sounds absolutely beautiful <laughs> this is exactly what it needs so i just said carry on don't don't change if you know just carry on doing what you're doing and i just like grabbed the microphone and i got like an sm7b and just put it up to her and um i recorded like a few takes of her playing and that take that was on there was just one whole take no editing from start to finish and i just it was just perfect like it was so beautiful like and um, when I showed it to Henry, the bass player, like on the record and the keys player, he was just like, that That whistle is like amazing, yeah, man, you know? Absolutely. Like, it's but, so nice. And when, when you take it out, it just, when you, t yeah, I mean, because, I mean, that wasn't even supposed to be on it originally. You know, that I, did, hadn't, I didn't ask Jules to put that on it. You know, it was mm. just, you just started playing it. And I can't imagine it now without it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, it was like, it just made it like work. Like if you take it out, it's just not, not the same at all. You know, it's incredible. I, I would have had to do so much kind of like spacey guitar stuff to get like a similar effect. But the whistle is just so much cooler because it's like, it's just ethereal. Like you say, you know, Definitely. Um, yeah. So that was, that worked out really well. Mm. And uh, silver smoke, the last track on the record, that was like, um, it was another like, really f just just i wrote that really fast like the lyrics to that um i was literally just at the time just i was literally i was just sat on my doorstep you know having a cigarette 
and I had this kind of moment. I was just thinking of you know reflecting on the on the past, <laughs> and and I had this this really kind of kind of surreal moment where all these kind of things came together, and I kind of like um, I ended up going in and writing a song just the lyrics immediately and um just came up with the music after after the lyrics but just kind of you know just immediately kind of what came with the lyrics to me mm-hmm. um and recorded it and um that became like the kind of bare you know the bones of the song and i just edited it a little like a bit afterwards like just because some of the lyrics weren't very good but <laughs> but you know I just edited it and turned it into you know into a, into a finished song and I think um I think that song had to be written really fast because it captures a moment you know mm. um I think if I'd have kind of agonized over it even a little bit when I was writing it would have been gone and I really like that song just for capturing that kind of that moment yeah, like, it, it still makes me kind of, it still brings it back to me which yeah. is really cool um, it's super emotive that track I remember um Alex sent it to me yeah. and um, yeah. I listened to it and it completely blew me away. And um, you'd shown your brother, it, um, I think around like Christmas yeah. time or something. And I just immediately messaged him like, mate, I'm in, a, I'm in <laughs> fucking pieces from this. <laughs> like seriously, <laughs> it blindsided me. And yeah, man. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Cheers. Yeah, and, that, and that's got Jules' whistle played on it as well. Mm. And that we took a totally different approach with that one. Like we we actually purposefully mangled it as much as we could, you know. We just kind of wanted to treat it as like an app, as a texture, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so we just record, you know, we we recorded it like loads of times and just used two different mics, um, and and then we just processed the hell out of it. Like <laughs> it's just like you know, mangled it and kind of distorted it and put chorus on it and just. Dis- delay and reverb and then compressed it again and then you know but we we i think we processed the both mics separately and then again as a bus oh nice and then um and i think we um yeah so and also what else yeah and then just automated everything mm. so that that kind of that really atmospheric whistle sound comes from that mm. <laughs> that's really beautiful i would say what can we what yeah. can we expect from you next well, I've I've been writing. I've got like a new collection of songs I've been writing. Um, like, I did a songwriting course with Buck Meek a little while back, which was absolutely brilliant. Like, he's just an amazing, amazing guy. Like, and he's like a songwriting sage. <laughs> he's just and um, the kind of he gave us all these kind of techniques and games we could you know use to kind of help us come up with like material and stuff so i wrote a few songs during that which i'm really into actually i'm really enjoying those songs and um so i'm gonna they're all kind of acoustic bass songs um i'm looking to record start recording there's one of them is like just a acoustic guitar and vocal track that's the first one i'm planning to record there's another called bangs of a nervous drum which is like a full band, but led by acoustic track, which I'm hoping, this is just in in the formation at the moment, in the back of my mind, I'm hoping to record that live in the studio with the band. Mm -hmm. Nice. 
it um i think that's gonna because that that kind of gives me a kind of like 60s 70s more 70s almost mm. like kind of like vibe um like it makes me think of like 70s bowie yeah like um makes me think of like fleetwood mac a bit mm-hmm. makes me think of like even like led zeppelin like that kind of john bonham drum kind of vibe it, to that track mm-hmm. like it gets quite you know it's quite beefy, heavy but it's yeah. got like percussion as well yeah it's like beefy but there's also like percussion it's and it could go, i think it, it could go either way of the beefiness of the drums it could be like a beefy john bonham sound or it could be a kind of like 70s bowie kind of very tight yeah <laughs> you know but mm-hmm. like um it, it's it's got that kind of vibe and i'm looking to just record it live you know nice so you've got this this gig coming up at yellow arch are, yeah. are you are you quite excited to get back into that that sort of live performance yeah definitely game? yeah are you really playing excited. like that new song at that gig possibly or is it more just based on the world sort of oh yeah we're playing that new song yeah we're playing two of the new really new songs at that gig um i'm I'm even gonna try and write some more new songs before it nice that's my plan nice. i just because yeah, yeah. it's you know i just want to i just want to do like i want to be doing as much new material as possible i really kind of don't want to be still playing songs i wrote you know years and years back mm. yeah um, it's keeping the wheel turning like, isn't it there's we've got I'm trying to like prioritize new material, mm-hmm. but I obviously need I need to write a bit more new stuff, which is like upbeat. If we move on to the last final section, yeah. which is uh, based on what's inspired you throughout these times and whatever. Um, yeah. So you've mentioned um, Kurt Vile inspired yeah. a lot of your, your EP um, process, but is there any other artist that helps you sort of be inspired to get into music? maybe from the start or whether it was writing music for your own project as you realised you wanted to do your own project sort of thing? Um, I think there's always, like, I've always had, like, artists, like, you know, various, various artists throughout that, throughout my whole kind of music life. Um, You know, at the beginning, it was, like, punk bands I was listening to. Um, And then as I got a bit older, you know, it was, like, I remember Of Montreal were really significant, like, um, kind of, they kind of, my music taste after that totally kind of changed because I realized I just discovered this whole new, these whole new worlds <laughs> were available, you know, and was kind of listening to more kind of psychedelic stuff, I guess. And when I say psychedelic, I use that term really, really broadly, you know, um, <laughs> but um, stuff that, you know, stuff that was like kind of textural really creatively arranged music but at the same time you know i'm still listening to i mean one of my favorite um oh god there's just been so many to be honest but i think like recently as well like um it's been discovering kind of folkier kind of artists 
like I mean Bill Callahan is like amazing big thief um Wilco I mean I discovered I got into Wilco like a couple of years back now and they were like another huge you know like the, the kind of bands that kind of changed the, your internal musical landscape just by, li by listening to them a lot you know it, it kind of like you suddenly de develop this whole new dimension to your kind of musical inner world and you just emotional life in general it kind of you know so I think that was like a really another really big one and that kind of set the scene for all these other new influences and I think um there's always I think I've, I've found there's always like new artists I've discovered that will kind of re ignite that kind of just kind of discovery process you know just wanting to dive into this something that's really exciting at the time for me um and I think yeah I think the last few years it's been kind of folkier stuff I guess kind of acoustic based if you could call it you know like that kind of I use the term very, I use these terms very broadly <laughs> so here's is I mean quite a hard question now but you could choose three artists dead or alive the sky's the limit and you can collaborate with them for oh god one song I mean not not one song with three artists but one song each who would you choose for those three? Oh my god Sky's the limit. <laughs> Sky's the limit, eh? Um, <laughs> For this one <laughs> question, ever. Um, I'm not sure about this. <laughs> Big old question. Um, well, you know. Who can I collaborate Who would I like to collaborate with? Arthur Russell. Mm. I'd like to collaborate with Arthur Russell. I'd fucking love to collaborate with Arthur Russell. I feel nice. like if I was, you know. Oh, man, I'd love to collaborate with Arthur Russell. All right, who else? <laughs> Do these have to be music really, artists, by the way? Oh, uh, anything. I mean, I feel like I've just got your hopes up that you're going to collaborate with Arthur Russell now. Which is, <laughs> <you know. laughs> yeah, but yeah, yeah. It, it can be music, it can be uh, poets, artists, or anything, really. Um, I'd quite like to collaborate with the poet John Ashbury. I feel like that would be a lot of fun. Um, who else? Who else could I like to collaborate with? There's someone on the tip of my tongue. Um, can I? Can can I? Can you come back to this one, please? I'd of course, yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, I mean, the next few questions I've got are all pretty pretty hard hitting questions. So they're yeah, horrible <laughs> questions. <laughs> you know, we save <laughs> save the hardest to last, I think. Um, but actually, let, let, let's go for this one. So, could you recommend some independent artists? I know you mentioned. You worked with Lilify on her her new album, Folky yeah. Hearts. But have you got any other independent artists and bands that you could sort of deserve to be highlighted and maybe we could chat to in future? Yeah, so I've recently discovered a band called Danger Painters, actually, who are like an American band. They were they're in bands since the 70s and they've um, they've got a really... Their latest album is... It's like a... It's in it's seventeen, but in Roman numerals. It's really, really good. And um they also have a track called Ain't Dead to Me, which is on one of their early repeats, which is just like absolutely like spine tinglingly beautiful, that track particularly. Um also Richard Dawson has has got an album called Twenty Twenty, which I'm really enjoying. That's a really cool album. Um 
But I'd also, I'd also like to recommend like the artists I'm working with at the moment, like the like collaborating with, like got Henry Tufton, who makes music as shapes with faces. And he's also in surf jazz and life aquatic band. Ford Collier, like absolutely incredible musician. He's in Mishra for Dry Stones. Juliana Day is in Shivelights with me. And um, Emergence Collective, who are kind of like minimalist improvisation collective. All like just awesome musicians. And Will Shaw, who's also in Lab, and he's in a band called Ballo, who's been playing drums. <laughs> nice. And I guess the, the most important question is, um, what is your go-to karaoke song? <laughs> That's the one I we generally, want to <laughs> I generally avoid karaoke. If someone, if someone says karaoke, I will like run out of the room and find somewhere to hide for a couple of hours. <laughs> but <laughs> in this one situation. If I was, was going to have to choose, <laughs> I feel like I'd probably go for Soft Cell, Say Hello, Wave Goodbye. Nice. Ideally, like the nine minute one with like a four minute clarinet intro at the beginning. <laughs> I'll have a nice prance around the room to that and then I'll start singing. That's, yeah. <laughs> we, we, I'm sure we could organise something like that. <laughs> I'd really <laughs> love that actually. I don't do karaoke, but I would love to do that. I would absolutely <laughs> love to do that, especially after like, you know, not being out for a long mm. time. I would jump at the chance. I only realised recently that song has, you know, not recently, sorry, but like, like a little bit after you know not straight away after discovering the song i realized there was this like like extended like album version i think it is it's the extended one with this like four minute clarinet intro <laughs> i love it it's so good <laughs> it's like it's like imagine putting that at the start of like a pop song like it's so fucking good man like and it actually it actually doesn't it doesn't feel like it's like it's superfluous or anything it actually does it, like does it actually it's make such a catchy but... like intro like yeah <laughs> it's so good well it's it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on absolutely Johnny. um so yeah thank you very much cool. and i can only recommend to everyone listening to try and get down to to sheffield's yellow art studios for um johnny's support slot with uh, marla palinka on the 23rd of july this year 2021 so yeah thank you all for listening and thanks for joining us. Thanks, Anne. No as worries, well. man. Thank you. Thanks, John. Cheers.